How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Beltway Blitz in just a moment on the teams in town you care the most about. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny, and this is The Fan. We told you you could win tickets to Fall Out Boy this segment. Right now, caller number 10 is going to. Dial us up at 800-636-1067. You'll win two tickets to Fallout Boys So Much for Dust Tour. Jiffy Lube Live, July 19th, courtesy of Live Nation. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com. We'll be covering the Commanders and the Super Bowl coming up on this Beltway Blitz, but we'll get you started with a wild NBA trade deadline. Our guy Chris Miles, NBA TV, has been very busy Why don't we start with the blockbuster move last night? So the first domino to fall was Kyrie asking for a trade. He's in Dallas. That meant Kevin Durant was probably not long for Brooklyn. And we now know, Chris, he is headed to the Phoenix Suns in a massive deal that is going to net Brooklyn four first-round picks and some other pieces. They flipped one of the players in that deal for five second-round picks. Just madness. Uh, Break it down for us. Well, what's crazy is um, I was planning on going on our show last night talking about the Lakers trade, and you didn't even mention that, right? So we had this whole thing lined up. Kyrie's debut in Dallas was the big storyline. Then it got superseded by the Lakers making a trade, and then boom. I think I'm going home at 1 a.m., and Kevin Durant gets traded, right? Um, This is really interesting from this standpoint. The Suns were in first place before Devin Booker got hurt, right? The Nets were cruising until Kevin Durant got hurt. And we know Chris Paul keeps missing time because he's about to be 38 years old. So I look at this group and I'm like, I believe that all three of these guys were the kind of guys that could carry a team, but none of them can stay healthy, right? So I don't know how this works for them in the sense of, do we believe that two of these guys are going to be healthy in the postseason uh, and those two guys have to be Durant and Booker. If Durant and Booker are healthy, I think the Suns can absolutely win a championship. But, like, I kind of feel as if one of those guys will be out in the postseason. Chris, give me a team that you just love what they did and give me a team that you're baffled by either their inactivity or the decisions they did make. Man, I, a, a team that I love, love what they did and has nothing to do on the, with the postseason this year 
is the Detroit Pistons. It's what I've been saying the Wizards like. I'm like, just do this, right? Yep. And we know Troy Weaver's a, a DMV kind of guy, right? Um, here's the deal. They went and got Wiseman, right? After they got Bagley, you know, a, a year ago at this time, and you think, wait, this is redundant. Not so much because we don't know how good James Wiseman can be. Uh, Cade Cunningham, number one pick, was hurt this year, right? And I, I just like how they're going with the young pieces that they're like, look, we're going to go that route that hopefully two of these three guys hit. We'll get a draft pick this year, and that's how we're building. Hopefully this time next year we're successful. They have a plan. They're sticking to it. So I love what the Pistons did. Uh, on the flip side of that, man, I look at teams that were inactive, and I go, okay, okay. I get why the Cleveland Cavaliers were inactive. But, man, Wizards, I'm, I'm waiting for something. Like, Porzingis looks great. I'm waiting for that move of all these players moving, kind of going like, okay, Wizards, I see what, you're, what you did there, and it didn't happen. So I, I'm really confused by that. What would have made sense for the Wizards today? And I don't mean specifically what player, but, like, what should they have been trying to do? Well, you know what's really crazy? I don't have that answer, and I wish I did. But, like, when I hear Tyrese Halliburton say, I thought I was going to the Wizards, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you hear that the next year. I feel like once again in, like, the offseason, there's going to be a player that's like, man, I thought I was going to the Wizards to play with, you know, Porzingis, Kuzma, and Beal, and they didn't pull the trigger. I'm waiting for that story to happen because I really do look at what Porzingis and, you know, Kuzma are bringing to the table. And, you know, I've always been big on Denny Optia. I, I think with Rui gone, he's really coming to his own. And I'm like, man, this team seems like the East has gotten weaker and more wide open. Like, all right, you, you paid Bill. Go make another move, right? Like, go get a guy that you think works. And they, they just they didn't do it. I think it was 16 games, Chris. You would know better than I would that Harden, Durant, and Kyrie ended up playing together in Brooklyn. The, the weirdest super team of all time. And, again, I could be wrong about that number, but I, I saw it somewhere a few moments ago. Just weird, man. Like I, I don't really have a great question. Just like how bizarre that this group that was meant to be the next great dynasty, you know, played less than an NFL regular season. I mean, that is the most. Uh, I thought it was at twenty-one games. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm like, yeah. You know what? No, no. But that's not, what's the difference? Sixteen and twenty-one. The NBA, right? Like, I think that's insane. Especially, you know, I hadn't realized it was four seasons of Kyrie Irving basically in Brooklyn, and it just never felt that way until we ran the graphic. It was like. Kyrie's first game in Brooklyn in 2019, and I was like, what? And he scored 60 points? Like, what? I mean, 50 points? Like, what is going on here? Uh, it's just so much time passed because there were so many off-the-court issues. I do like what the Nets did in this sense, right? They're like, all right, this blew up. Katie, where do you want to go? We're only negotiating with that team. Let's not make it ugly so that in the future, when they decide to rebuild, I, I think there'll still be a destination despite how this thing blew up in their face. Has Kyrie asked out of Dallas yet? <laughs> that bought me. Uh, not yet. Hey, no. hey, look, man. It was hilarious because, like, he makes his debut. And, you know, the stats for the Mavs, they were 1-7 going into last night when Luka Doncic sat. And you could see Luka like, man, what do I got to do to win MVP? I'm hurt right now. We're going to fall in the standings. And people are going to be like, oh, I can't win the award because of these games I missed. And sure enough, Kyrie – you know, comes in, they win that first game, and they looked amazing. He wasn't stopping the ball. The ball was moving, and Luca's hugging him. And everyone on set is just like, let's see how long this, this honeymoon <laughs> this lasts. This marriage lasts. always like this. Hey, the when you wake up the morning, the next morning, it's, it's, it is a fun feeling. 
Uh, one, so one question just championship-wise now, post-deadline, dust settling. Obviously, Phoenix, you referenced, like they increased their chances. Dallas has a chance to make a deep run, you would think. Who else from an actual title standpoint really dramatically benefited from all this movement? And I, I, are the Lakers even in that discussion? Like it feels like they made 100 moves, but still are just kind of a team that you would want to play in the playoffs. Am I wrong about that? Well, what's crazy is how good is Anthony Davis? Uh, how much is he going to buy in? Um, so let me start with the first part of that, right? The Lakers in specifically, they got shooting, and they got the type of shooting that will make a difference. I've said about them all season that Russell Westbrook has cost them like six or seven games just making terrible plays in the clutch, and it's drained this team. I'm like, all right, if it was six or seven wins above where they are now, then we're talking about a team that's top five out west, right? So if you're taking that poor decision-making poor shooting and you're putting in two guys who can shoot the cover off the ball. I'm like, maybe the Lakers, you know, can be something this year. I don't know, but I tell you the team that the sneaky move, uh, two teams, the Golden State Warriors obviously made a lot of moves, getting Gary Payton the second back, uh, moving off James Wiseman, which they saved 110 million in luxury tax, which is crazy. But the Denver Nuggets, I've always loved Thomas Bryant. You guys know how hard he plays. Uh, in, in, a, in a contract year as a backup center, I think the Nuggets were missing that. And to just add that at the trade deadline, their biggest weakness, man, I thought that is something that could be huge come playoff time. Chris, always the best, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. All right, guys. Thank you. See NBA you, my friend. TV for Chris tonight. He's got your coverage uh, post deadline if you want to go check him out there. Just a dizzying day of moves in the association. Hit that commander sounder, please. And there's somebody, Darren Haynes, joins us to talk about those commanders. Darren, right now, this minute, what do you believe is happening with regards to the sale of the Washington Commanders? Well, obviously, I mean, clearly the, the team is for sale. I, I mean, I can confirm that. But what what I'm hearing from from other people, and I know my, my, my boy AJ, you know, he put some stuff out there, is, you know, obviously Dan Snyder wants, you know, a lot of money for the team, you know, around that, that $7 billion mark. And, and if I was dance night, I don't, I don't blame them. Like if I'm selling my house and my car, you know, I want top dollar for it. Um, but we all know that, you know, Jeff Bezos, he, he, he's, he's a, he's a fan of the NFL, you know, his, his, his lady, uh, obviously, you know, loves football as well. So, and he has the money to spend for it. So there could be this little thing behind closed doors where, you know, you already have that offer. That's about like 6 billion in, in change that's already on the table and Basil's has that money to kind of uh, to kind of take over that. And I think Basil's is just kind of just waiting to see where all the other bids are, are going. And then he's going to step in. Darren, I think, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. My apologies, Darren. Yesterday, Rivera said Sam Howell's going to be the starter, very likely going into training camp. And I, I just can't get over how many people around the country that cover the league nationally don't believe that they just don't really think that well, who else does he have? Well, who else does he have right now that's on contract? Well, they have a whole offseason where they could go get a veteran or you know sign or trade or whatever, and Rivera said yesterday they're not going to do that. My question is, do you believe him? Uh, all right, so Ron Rivera, don't get mad. I don't believe you right now. <laughs> because, you know, Ron, Ron doesn't always tell us the truth. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. He likes, he likes to hide the truth. I understand why he does it. Um, but I do think there is a little bit of truth that that Sam Howell, that's that, that younger quarterback, the one that they drafted, that they're going to kind of put him in position to earn that number one spot, to put him in position to get those number one reps. I think there's a, there's a fact there 
But I do think behind closed doors, they're still looking at all other options on some other maybe veteran quarterback they can get and even looking in the draft before they really settle on Sam Howell being that number one quarterback. Are they going to give Chase Young that fifth-year option? And if they don't, what does that mean? All right, so I, that's, a tough, that's a tough question in regards to if they're going to give him that fifth-year option. I will say this, though. If they don't give him that fifth-year option, I mean, you can look at it in different ways. I mean, I can look at it like a motivation uh, thing. You know, look at Deron Payne. I mean, the, in the situation he, he was going into, into, uh, going into this season, and he balled out. Um, man, I, I, I'm not going to make it a personal thing, but I remember me at ESPN after two years, I didn't know if they are going to extend my – pick up my third-year option. I will say this. When they said they didn't know if they are going to pick it up, I worked my butt off my second year to prove it. And it could be that same kind of motivation that they do for Chase Young. But let's just be honest, you guys. We love Chase Young. We know he's a cool dude, hometown guy. Uh, but over these last two seasons, you know, obviously he, he struggled when he was healthy before he got hurt uh, uh, last season. And then, you know, he missed most of this year. So we really don't know what Chase Young can do. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he just hasn't performed. And I don't think there's any way they could even think about paying him $17 million on an option. I think it's the biggest no-brainer yeah, he, ever yeah, to he, not pick it up. Yeah, he's got he's to gotta put in – he has to prove that, he, that he's worth that. It's not a personal – move you know obviously everybody loves chase but when it comes down to a business decision like you're not going to buy a car that you don't know if it's running after you had to put a new engine in it you need to start it up and see how it runs and if it runs well then you'll pay for it uh chase young right now is that car we don't know if, it, if it's going to be if the engine's going to work right yet you know we, you need to check it out taylor heineke was on the mcafee show today he talked about being he said i wasn't uh disrespected but I didn't like the way they communicated to me at the end of the season in reference to being benched against San Francisco and then not getting to start when uh, they went to Howell in the final game. I'm curious, Darren, he says he could still come back and would consider coming back. Made it sound like maybe they've talked about that. I mean, would you bring him yeah, back if you were Washington if he's not the starter? And if you're Taylor, would you come back for a third year again, not the starter, if you're leapfrogged on the depth chart by Howell? All right, I'm going to give you cuz so 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 Taylor Heineke and I we talk every once in a while. So I'll give I'll give you some actual information straight from Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke has no issue being the backup. He he literally told me he was like what what I mentioned to you guys before, Sam Howell is that guy who can lead the franchise. He's like bring me back as the backup, I'll be that backup guy. Like he is cool with being the backup and he told me that. Absolutely cool and he wants to come back. He likes it here. It's the team that gave him it. Gave him uh, an opportunity, a shot uh, that that revived his career. Um, so, so in regards to no matter what anybody else says, Taylor Heineke told me he does not mind being the backup and having Sam Howell lead the way. And then for me, I wouldn't mind having a quarterback like Taylor Heineke as a backup because you know what you're going to get, and what you get hasn't really been that bad over the couple of seasons that he's been here. Darren, I I wouldn't mind salmon for dinner tonight, but I'd rather have pizza. What would he rather do? Say that again? So, like, I, in other words, my wife was like, hey, we're having salmon tonight for dinner. I wouldn't mind that, but I'd rather go have pizza, like something more delicious. So what? Wh- I know what he wouldn't mind, but what would he like to do? What's, what's his ideal? I'm talking about Heineke. Start, I'm I sure, think, right? So, so I think, I think when, when talking to Heineke, I, what, 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 the way it comes off to me is this was the building, the, the franchise that 
gave him the shot and believed in, in him. And if he went to another organization, I mean, maybe they would give him a shot, but they didn't, they didn't grow and, and have that loyalty and that trust. They, they have, he'll have to rebuild that trust and that loyalty and prove that he belongs if it's on another team. He already has that here in Washington. You know, the grass is not always greener on the other side, and he doesn't know if that grass is greener on the other side. So why change something that has actually worked out for Heineke in the last couple of years? He's a backup and literally started most of the season when Fitzpatrick went down and, and literally had an amazing run when, when Wentz went down. Check out Darren's work, Channel 9 in town, WUSA TV. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate you guys. Left hand up. My hand is up. No, it is not. Don't do that. Can't lie to Darren like that. He's a newsman. Darren. My hand is up. Shut up, Danny. God, you're ruining this for me. No, yeah, you said it. Nope. <laughs> Darren, ask him again to put his left hand up. No. Left hand up. Who are we? My hand is up. <sighs> his hand's up. I knew what's he would come along. What's the, team we're, what's the team we're covering? Washington. The Commanders? Ah, oh, this guy. Com- I'm commanders. Gone. I'm gone. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> what's the team we're covering is a good line. And the big voice guy had his back. Commanders. Even if you don't. No. Someone does. God, I hate that name now. You don't. I, I legitimately do. That's it. That's what it sounds like to me in my head. Dan Snyder. Not selling the Commanders unless he can get $7 billion. That was the report via front office sports last night. The highest bid in round one was $6.3 billion. And in that same report, front office sports, they said the only way to get to seven would be likely if Bezos gets in. Yet, Snyder doesn't want to sell to Bezos, apparently. A lot of moving parts here. We'll tackle it all next on Grant and Danny. From what I understand, the league wants this thing done before the owners' meeting. Like they'd like to talk about it at the owners' meeting. Uh, I also understand that the league wants Bezos uh, in, in this because he's, you know, he's got the cash. You know what I'm saying? Very. I mean, he could pay cash for this. He doesn't need a lot of financing. Although there are other names I keep hearing bouncing around. Someone told me John Henry, formerly of the, uh, I guess he used to own the Red Sox, right? Uh-huh. Uh, John Henry was a commodities trader back in the day. Um, uh, Josh Harris, who, who has a private equity firm, used to be associated with uh, Apollo. He does. He has a sports uh, part, private equity firm. He owns the 76ers. He could be a bidder. Um, but, you know, the the thinking is that it's Bezos um, who the league really wants because, you know, he's got he, he's he's a guy with money. You know what I'm saying? Charles Gasparino of Fox Business News, who was on our show yesterday. If you missed that interview, a lot of people have been talking about it. You can go to the fandc.com, grantanddanny.com slash audio. He's a Dan Snyder guy, apparently. Knows Dan. We didn't know that before he came on. Made no bones about it. He said, I like Dan. I know Dan. And he said that his sources, he actually told us, were close to Dan Snyder in his reporting that he believes the team's going to be sold between the Super Bowl and the start of the league year. The Super Bowl is Sunday. The league year begins a couple weeks into March. So that means in the next five or so weeks, possibly, Uh that the team would be sold. Again, thefandisi.com if you want to hear that conversation from yesterday. Before we get into the report in front office sports yesterday, quickly, Danny, I just wanted to throw something at you. Uh-huh. Follow up to my double play. Ryan came in during the break and asked me where I was leaning for my order after looking at the Filomino menu mm-hmm. for my big dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I said something that I, I thought you would consider blasphemy. Oh. 
I like spaghetti fine. I never will order spaghetti in an Italian restaurant. There's always a lot of things I'd rather have, and it's an issue because I love chicken parm. And almost always your chicken parm comes on a bed of spaghetti. Bed of spaghetti. But at an Italian restaurant, the list of things I'd rather have than spaghetti is longer than the line at the DMV. Okay? Now serving D23 at window number four. Pasta bolognese, ziti, penny, linguine, fettuccine, lasagna, mm-hmm. all of them. I get it. It is a it's a real it's cross a quandary. Bear yeah. For me. I love chicken parm. Of course you do. I just wish I could pair it with my own pasta choice. You don't always get to do that. I know. There's This happens a lot when you go to fine restaurants. Let's say for the sake of argument, there's going to be four things on your plate. And let's say you've got a ranking of like seven things that you would want to eat with your dinner. You Bear with me, right? You follow what I'm saying so far? You're tracking? You'll get a dish that's like your two-seed is not included in the list of four things that's going to be on your plate. The other thing has that like number two seed, then like the five and the sixth thing. Like, how do I combine this into the into the perfect dish for me and the things that I like? It's one of the hardest things to do about ordering. And it's why you always have to own your own destiny. You've got to order for yourself, share with no one, and never look back. I kind of inserted the editorial in there. Yeah, but never you, look back. You dude. just don't look back. You believe in your heart that you made the right choice. You can't live with the regret thinking about the idea that you passed on chicken parm because you didn't like the pasta choice. I'm it's going to be delicious. for the opportunity. It's going to be great. You're going to do make, awesome. To believe you in yourself. Tonight. All right, so here's your front office sports story from yesterday. And I would say that the piece where we had Gasparino on, where he reported that the team's going to be sold imminently, is more how I think things are going to go. I'm not convinced it's going to be on an expedited timeline pre the owners' meetings, but I am convinced that Dan Snyder is selling. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I think it's probably weeks more than it is months, if I had to guess. This is more the Danny Ruye theory, though. Mm -hmm. This is what I would consider, maybe not a theory, but a fear for you. Yes. And this is from A.J. Perez. We'll have him on the show tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Dan Snyder holding out for $7 billion for the Commanders. He says, there haven't been many revelations on the commander's sale since front office sports reported last month that bidders were told Snyder was looking to offload at least a majority stake of the team. One factor for the lack of news, Snyder appears to be holding out for $7 billion, a bid that he wants for the franchise, two sources with knowledge of the process, as told front office sports. The highest offered... And the first round of bidding, which is where we're at right now, that closed, we haven't gotten to another round, was $6.3 billion, meaning that's $700 million off from where he wants to be, okay? That is, by my math, if I'm doing it correctly, 10% more needing to be added to the offer to get to that magic threshold of $7 billion for him to be willing to sell the team. The... $6.3 billion that he was already offered in the first round by an unnamed bidder would be a worldwide record for a sports franchise. And it would already be $1.6 billion in the clear of the Broncos last year. But Snyder at one point, and I know this to be true, was told by people in the league that the number could be close to $8 billion if he was to sell the team when they were trying to convince him to do so. So I think the expectation was, Danny, that Jeff Bezos was definitely going to put in a bid. He hasn't yet. 
there's still, as Gasparino told us yesterday and you heard coming in, Mm -hmm. this feeling around the NFL that he's just waiting, buying his time, and he'll swoop in at the last minute, top all the bids, and he'll be the one that gets to $7 billion. But that's complicated for two reasons. The first is we don't know if he's actually going to do that. He may never bid. Everyone just keeps saying he's going to. What if he doesn't? That's number one. And number two, there is a theory, I'll say short of a report, but a lot of people have heard, and I'm one of them, that Dan Snyder doesn't want to sell this team to Jeff Bezos. So if he's the only guy that can get you to $7 billion, and you don't want to sell the team to him, but you're only going to sell the team if you get to $7 billion, that's a problem in terms of operation, get rid of the team. Sure. I, I mean, it's this. It's a fascinating case. And I guess everyone hears me argue against things every day when it comes to the sales stuff. If I had to bet, I'd still bet on this thing being sold at some point. The thing that I'm sort of oh, hold on because some point is a precisely doing a, that's doing a lot of heavy. Lifting. I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna Ooh, clarify some point like in a month. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get there. It's going to be sold at some point. What I'm arguing against generally is everyone who's like, "It's over. It's done. Move on to the next thing. Chickens are hatching. We're good. It's it's a matter of days." I'm going not so fast. This is not a rational actor. You're, so part of it, yes, is 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 a fear of this tyrant. Part of it is that I still see some signs where people are just kind of wish-casting things, kind of hoping, right? People just assume that Bezos swoops in. There's a great chance he doesn't. His his place, no bid. The other things I keep coming up to are some of these really smart people that are at the top of this thing, that are are involved in the bidding. We had, quite literally, in a 24-hour cycle, a name to watch out for, Todd Bowley. Next day, Todd Bowley officially drops out of the running. My point is, nothing is done here. Nothing is over. Dan Snyder still controls an awful lot and still holds a lot of cards. We've heard all of the, you know, every day we get something from somebody where it's like my father's brother's sister's cousin's former roommate, uh, you know, is is their garbage man and they haven't had put any garbage out in Alexandria at his forty nine million dollar home once in the last three weeks. He's not there. Things like that. We're hearing all these different things. Again, I have no idea how how multi billionaires live. He was on a boat for for months at a time, dodging Congress. We have no clue what this guy's doing. All I'm saying is the Albert Beer, Beer, I'm sure, Albert Breer article uh, from a, a couple months ago where he sort of chronicled this, there's a sentiment, there's a pulse, there's a little bit of a fear that Dan sort of created this $7 billion number out of thin air, and that was easy to see. That was very transparent. The only person saying $7 billion comes from Dan's side. And by the way, that's normal. That's natural. You want the most possible money for your asset. That's I get that. He's not a villain for that part of it. That's come from Bank of America for the people trying to gin up some money for the sale. But that's the only, those, those are the only people talking $7 billion. He set up this false choice or this sort of false equivalency where if I don't get it, well, then it's not good enough, and now I'm not going to—I'm not moving until I do. But no, so, nobody needs—nobody—the only person saying $7 billion is him. The market is saying six point three, maybe okay. a little bit more. So far, first of all. So far, it's yes. the first round of bidding. Totally. I would say if the first round of bidding was at 5.9, I'd be a little bit more nervous. 6.3 ain't nothing. Okay, that that is that is very that, substantial. That is the all time record, so he can walk away having quote unquote won. Mm-hmm. He turned this eight hundred million dollar thing into yeah. six point three billion. A five point five billion dollar profit's pretty good in his mind. He turned it in. Obviously, the league did. No, it's that. his business acumen. And exactly. Don't want to sure. think different. Uh, he he's a genius. W- whatever it takes, Dan. Tell yeah. yourself, go to bed, be happy. You look in that Just mirror leave. on your little step stool, so you can be eye level. Right. But six point three billion to seven billion, even though it sounds like a crazy amount. I mean, it's quite literally that the gap between those two is basically what he bought the team yes, for. What he paid for it. Yeah. It's when we're talking about spending six point three, 
I don't think it's that crazy to then get to seven if if we're in the final furlong of a negotiation here. I don't. So so let's start there. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this is a report that he won't sell for less than seven billion. Okay, in the same way that Gasparino yesterday reported, he's going to sell yep. before the start of the league year. People are hearing these things and they're putting them out for good reason. That's what reporting is. But it can also be posturing. Dan Snyder could already be in London right now with no plans to ever come back here, knowing he's going to take whatever the highest offer is, even if that's 6.3. Entirely possible. But he tells someone to tell someone to tell someone to get it to the media that, hey, I'm not selling unless I get to 7, because then maybe all of a sudden that number gets close to 7. If I get 6.6, then it's great. So I don't take this as gospel that if they don't get a $7 billion offer, the Snyders are not selling. I just don't believe that. But to continue to, to, to point out some of the anecdotes here in this FOS piece, again, mm-hmm. Front Office Sports, our guy A.J. Perez will be on the show tomorrow at 5. A source told Front Office Sports that there remains concern around the league that Snyder may ultimately decide not to sell, this is the concern Danny has, if he doesn't get closer to $7 billion. Again, maybe that's true. Maybe it's also his way of threatening there's a boogie monster under the bed. If I don't get close to $7 billion, I won't sell, he says, as a guy who stopped going to games last year, who just sold his house or is trying to in Potomac, Maryland, who I believe is packing up shop and headed to London. I'll do it, I swear. I need $7 billion or I'll just keep owning the team. This is negotiation, possibly. Entirely possible, yeah. In my mind. Again, I could be loud wrong on all this. He could be the owner in three years, and I'll be offering my mea culpa every day on the show to those of you that I got excited. There's still belief around the league that Snyder will sell most, if not all, of the team, especially since the potential sale has quelled the effort to remove Snyder. And what does that mean, in your opinion? So this is the other point that I've been making all along. The noise around him, the haranguing, the harassment, the constant investigations, the the um, uh, the, the loud noises from governments, from local officials, from the news, or whatever else, it's not there anymore because everyone assumes that he's selling because we're going through the sale process. Right, I mean, the the owners don't like him. But he doesn't go to the owners' meetings. He doesn't have to participate in anything. So, so he's bought himself some time in a minimum here to sort of figure it out. The money he owes in terms of buying out the minority ownership that's due in a couple of years. He's, tr- you know, if you sort of buy my conspiracy theory, he could be trying to figure out what he's going to do about that, and that's not easy. But right now, nobody's bothering him. Everybody sort of assumes that you know that, that this is over, that they've felled the beast, and he'll just you know sort of see his way out when he gets enough money. That's kind of what that indicates to me, right? Like reports have come and gone from the House Oversight Committee. Nobody cared, right? Lawsuits were filed. Nobody seems to care. They, you know, settled with uh, the state of Maryland for defrauding customers for all those years. Nobody cared, right? Because I had Dan Selling, Dan Selling. That's kind of my point here. So let's ask this question to you guys at 800-636-1067. Are you worried about this report or something like it actually coming to fruition where Snyder basically says, I will stay if I can't get X amount of dollars, 7 billion bucks. Without putting words in your mouth, Danny, this is essentially what you have been This is what I'm afraid fearful of, of for this is what a while. I'm afraid of. I think there are people out there who are worried that Dan would do that. And again, this is speculative. I think we're past this. I really do. I think we're beyond him staying. I, I think he's out and he's gone. And will be within the next calendar year. And probably, again, weeks more than months. But I I know not everyone feels that way. 
Is this a concern you have that if someone told him at some point you can get $7 billion and he set his mind on it, if the number comes in at 6.4, 6.5, does he say, like Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. There's a couple other words in there. He would want that speech to happen and all his troops go, yay, and everyone would just go, Ugh. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny. Welcome back to Grant and Danny on the fan. Paul Domowich, senior writer, 33rd team. 33rd team's up and coming, cool outlet on the NFL. They have a lot of former GMs and front office and coaches who uh, write pieces for them, think pieces. Paul Domowich, one of their senior writers, stops by in about 12 minutes. Uh, he recently wrote about the long halftime show at the Super Bowl and how teams navigate that, which is a big challenge. Also has uh, written extensively on the hirings of Sean Payton in Denver, D'Amico Ryans in Houston, and uh, the Andy Reid career arc here from Philly to Kansas City and these two teams playing in the Super Bowl. So we'll cover all of that with him in just a few minutes. But right now, A.J. Perez, front office sports last night, came out with a piece, his sources telling him that Dan Snyder wants $7 billion and that if he doesn't get $7 billion, there is a chance that he wouldn't sell. Uh, I think this is posturing. I think this is just him trying to squeeze some more drops out of the the orange, so to speak. But we want to see what you guys think. You know, th this is something that does worry Danny. Let's go to Tim in Fairfax. What's up, Tim? Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to say that I believe uh, I'm a lifelong Commanders fan, and I believe that every genuine Commanders fan is absolutely terrified of Dan Snyder finding a way to keep a finger uh, uh, or some tiny grip on this team. Uh, I totally believe that's a Dan Snyder thing to do. Not sell the whole thing. Find a way to, you know, kind of stay involved, and, and it terrifies me. So, Tim, I agree with you, but I would, I would ask you these questions, right? You say staying involved is the Dan Snyder thing to do. I would say keeping the name the Redskins would have been the Dan Snyder thing to do. I would say being at every game, which he missed basically the second half of the season, wasn't at games anymore at the end of last year, unheard of to think about a couple years before, would have been the Dan Snyder thing to do. I mean, haven't we seen a large departure here from Snyder really over the last year and a half from, from the, the way that he used to do things? Yeah, those are those are valid points, but I think that is also motivated by money. Uh, you know, I think he was kind of forced to change the team name by threat of losing sponsorships, and he kind of couldn't be around the team based on, uh, you know, penalties right it being suspended or being removed from day-to-day -day operations um this is a, an opera the sale is a, an opportunity for him to sell you know part of it and still make billions you know what i mean still come out richer he could no yeah. totally i, I think it's he was always around to be around the team i mean it was a very weird thing yeah. but essentially he could have been at any game he ever wanted to be at since day one, it's the fakest suspension of all time, it, it, whatever that was. It wasn't even a suspension. I don't even want to call it That's that. That's right. Like, yeah. There was no formal punishment. Yeah, the fakest punishment of all time. Um, in, in terms of um, the, you know, the, 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 the desire to like be around the team or, or not or otherwise, he wanted to do initially, I think, a also a portion of the team. He quickly realized that's not possible, is what it sounds like to me. Just because we haven't heard that mentioned for a long time. Let's go to Greg in Springfield. What's up, Greg? 
Hey, uh, a couple things to look at. One way, you know, and I don't think he's willing to pay that play that kind of chicken with the NFL because one, if he if he says, "Oh, never mind, it's not enough. I'm not going to sell," and then the NFL votes him out, then all of a sudden his his, his negotiating power gets crippled, and he's going to be in a bad spot. Or they get close enough, and the NFL wants rid of him so badly, they decide to make up the difference, say it's two or three hundred million dollars, and they'll say, "You know what? We'll just we'll just pay that to you just to go away." Well, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, Thank if he's going to play hardball with Chris Matthews and he's going to say $7 billion or bust, he'd better darn well know there aren't 24 owners ready to boot him. Because if there are, it automatically, you're just you're challenging them at that point. Mm-hmm. In other words, if, if let's just say they have 25 right now that are, want, want him out. If he sells on his own, it just looks like Dan Snyder got tired of this. He can sell it the way someone who knows him, allegedly. Uh, Gasparino, who was on our show yesterday, came uh-huh. on and said he's going to sell it because he's tired of the BS and he's tired of having his name dragged through the mud and the way he alleged it. You know, he's not as bad a guy as everyone's making him out to be. He can sell it that way, honestly. And he could say, I, you know, I, I broke a record. I got more money than anyone ever. I just was tired of having to deal with it. I got my money and I left. But if he doesn't sell, he stays, and then the owners rally to fight him, which is what Rick Snyder says would happen mm-hmm. of the FanDC.com based on the people he's talking to, that there's no way to make that look good. In other words, it, you can't really save face if you're the first owner to ever get voted out. That's really true. I mean, he's he's someone that I've always felt like you and I would be embarrassed at that sort of circumstance. Like, I don't think that affects him. He doesn't feel shame. Like, I don't think he's that way. Like, if you felt any shame, things would have been different one time over the last 30 years. Carter in the district on Grant and Danny. How are you? I don't. Hey, Carter. Yeah, so I mean that's that's my that's my thing on it. Uh, and if you don't mind, um, I'd I'd like to also talk about the fact that I think the idea of um of the of the rookie quarterback is a good. Thank you for the call, Carter. Marks in Stafford. What's up, Mark? Hey, how are you? Up, uh, first of all, I think that uh, he will sell, uh, even if it's under the seven billion. All of the reports and sources and all that—it's just—it's leaked information, and any leaked information has an agenda. Yep. But I had a separate question that I told the screener a year and a half, two years ago. He bought forty percent for eight hundred and fifty or eight hundred and seventy million dollars, which, just for purposes of math, I round up to nine, nine hundred million. So if if forty percent was worth nine hundred million, that extrapolates out to two point two five billion total value of the team. How in the world did the team triple in value in two years? Great question. And I will, I will answer that with, I thought of those same things myself, and I couldn't get a great answer on that. That was said something to do with um, you know, the time that they bought in as sort of, you know, pertain, there was yeah. like a legal decision involved. I don't know how they arrived at those numbers. I don't pay. know if there's such a thing as a, you know, when you get married, you can have a contractual agreement, so to speak, mm-hmm. about the money that's already in your account and how you divvy that up or you know whatever else. I, I don't know if that was based on when they bought in, maybe, and the 40% or a, a discrepancy, But because you're right. The math has never made sense that he got 40% of the team at less than a billion extra dollars. Can't answer the question. I think it's a good one, and I'll work on getting you an answer. Uh, something I can uh, send some text on. Paul Domowich, the 33rd team. Looking forward to his first ever appearance on Grant and Danny coming up in just a couple of minutes. In the 5 o'clock hour, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Chris Sims of NBC says 
that's the easiest job in football, being the quarterback of the Eagles with that line and those receivers and that running game and this coaching staff. And he said Jalen Hurts isn't even a top 10 quarterback, which seems crazy. Uh, we'll dive into that in about 30 minutes here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.